0: Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday was a benchmark day and a day that we thought there was no chance in hell of coming to fruition. But guess what? It's here. And to talk about it, it is I, the Nubian Sumo, along with... The People's Choice, Don Rodriguez. So over there smelling himself. Mm-hmm. And the driver of the mothership, of course, hopefully he got a full tank of gas since the gas price has been going down. The big guy, KG. And of course, as you saw, I got some benchmark foolproof. Some 125, in case, you know, we do run out of gas on the way on this trip tonight. Can you pour some out for the homie we just lost? We lose nobody.
1: We lost somebody.
0: And I also got, I'm also being powered tonight by the La Hermidad. By el Premier Mundo. Is that the flim de fleur? <laughs> what?
1: I don't know, I can't see. That's what it looked like it said uh, on the top. <laughs> Fleur. Yeah, <what's> it? <laughs> That's what it looked like. But either way, to uh, get what uh, Big Nubia Sumo was cooking, rock pun intended, Vince No Mo. As of uh, yesterday, the chairman of the board, The creator of WWE World Wrestling Entertainment and uh, the strong driver of WWF World Wrestling Federation, uh, the creator of WrestleMania uh, and many other major things, superstars, wrestlers, sports entertainers, etc., XFL, um, you know, rock and wrestling. stand back this movies stand back. uh yeah uh wwe movies everything else you know Hulk hogan cartoon show, uh all that stuff that we've come to know grow up uh with etc has uh been forced out still can't wait to find out probably the next couple months who exactly is the architect behind the very strategic Ousting of Vince McMahon, even though he retired, but we know Vince wouldn't retire until he did. Uh, but Vince, no more. So the chairman did send out um, a message to the superstars and the employees all across the board worldwide uh, for WWE. So I'm going to read that really quick so everybody knows what uh, the chair, or well, the former chairman of the board had to say now. Just for the record, though, I'm just want to put this out there he still has controlling stock in the company. Can't take that from him. So he's still a major shareholder and can make shareholder decisions. Just saying. But uh, as I quote for reading from Vincent Kennedy McMahon, uh, as I approach 77 years old, it's time for me to retire as chairman and CEO of WWE. Uh, some of this paraphrase. Uh, Throughout the years, it has been a privilege to help WWE bring you joy, inspire you, thrill you, surprise you, and always entertain you. I would like to thank my family for mightily contributing to our success, and I would also like to thank all of our past and present superstars and employees for their dedication and passion for our brand. Most importantly, I would thank our fans for allowing us into your homes every week and for being your choice Of entertainment. I hold the deepest appreciation and admiration for our generations of fans all over the world who have liked, currently like, and sometimes even love our form of sports entertainment. So that's his official statement to the masses. Um, A little bit more poignant on the business side uh, our global audience can take comfort in knowing WWE will continue to entertain you with the same fervor dedication and passion as always i am extremely confident in the continued success of wwe and leave our company in the capable hands of an extraordinary group of superstars employees and executives Uh, in particular both chairwoman and co-ceo stephanie mcmahon and co-ceo nick khan as a majority shareholder I will continue to support WWE in any way I can. My personal thanks to our community and business partners, shareholders, and the board of directors for their guidance and support through the years, then, now, forever, together. The tagline of the opening crawl. So what's your your thoughts? What's your feelings, Uh, KG? It's
2: crazy you go to me first. We've been doing this particular part of the sideline junkies, the WrestleManiacs, since August 25th, 2017. <clears throat> and from the get-go, from out the gate, we always said Vince will never retire, Vince will never leave. Only thing that can get Vince out of WWE would be. The grim reaper himself the angel of death and to know that vince retired under his own volition it's more to it because now i believe you sent the tweet over about now stuff something, something about a uh three million dollars in hush money uh to somebody else and it's like all this stuff is coming up about uh him and 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 performers um help me out. I, I can't think of her name. I can see her face. I can't think of her name. Now, she, the one was a referee, right? Allegedly. I didn't see the one about the referee, but I uh, what's his name? Paul London. Said he who? was talking about, Paul London was talking about um, oh, man. It wasn't, wasn't Ashley no, Mazzaro? Yeah, Ashley Mazzaro. And, uh, she would call him and, tell, and be crying because Vince would want her to ride on his plane. And the female Tyler got put up in the TV hotel and Vince would knock on the door. And I'm like, okay. Now, here's the thing. And I'm not taking any sides with this. I'm saying this. If you knew this was going on way back when, before Vince stepped down, before any of this came to light, even though you don't work for the company no more, even if you're not in the business anymore, I don't give a damn. If you see something wrong going on, that's what integrity is. Doing the right thing when nobody's looking. All this who shot John shit after the fact, I'm sorry. Start- I blame you too because you were you you're in collusion because you didn't do anything then. You let this go on under your nose and you just kind of looked at it the other way. And I'm 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 not saying Vince is right and he's all knowing and no, but if you know these things are going on, you can still speak up. You could have brought this to light a long time ago. But here we are. Vince McMahon, 77 years old, all this money being poured out, but it's his money, hush money and this, that, and the third. And now all of a sudden he has to step down from being the CEO of his own business, which I don't think he's really stepping down or retiring quote unquote. I don't believe that as I believe that about as much as I believe in the tooth fairy. So, Yes, that's why the banners are black, because it's a black day in wrestling. You know, it is a black day in wrestling. No matter your feelings about Vince McMahon, the person, but Vince McMahon, the wrestler, Mr. McMahon, the character, revolutionized the game. He took it from territorial wrestling to what you see now that's global. He brought us the Attitude Era, the Golden Era, even the PG Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era. He did all of that. And I, I, I give him credit. Well, he—I st- can't say he gave us that because the people <laughs> chose Don Rodriguez gave us that. But here's my thing: Yes, he stepped down. I, I have mixed feelings about it because here's—I don't want to hear about what was going on back in 2016. I don't want to hear what was going on in 2017. Oh, he made this female performer feel uncomfortable. He made that female performer uncomfortable. If you knew that as a man and you let it go on. I'm taking your man card for that. I don't give a damn. What's better? You shutting up, keeping, you know, keeping your mouth shut so you can keep your job or speaking up to help somebody else get out of a situation or not be in a situation, period. Mm -hmm. Which one is more more important? I don't want to hear about all that other stuff that happened while you were there. What did you do while you were there? Yep.
0: James? Well, I have to piggyback off of what KG said. I mean, yeah, wrong is wrong. You know, if he was, if he, if he, if it, if it comes to light, which it looks like it is, that he has done all of these things, then yeah, he needs to, he needs to pay. He, we need that pound of flesh from him. So, this looks like it's just the beginning of what's about to happen with him. Uh, we don't know how it's going to end up. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to see what happens. Um, my concern with everything now is placement and where everybody's going to end up. Now you already got Stephanie in the, C- well, the co well, CEO. We're
1: going to Well, now I'm, I'm only w- going
0: to w- 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 do I'm only going into what you've already what's already been said. You know, Stephanie in her position, Triple H in her position. Now you got Nick Khan, who has been named as the co-CEO, uh, which, you know, I'm I was very skeptical about how we were gonna go about placing or misplacing him. There are a couple of others out there that you know I'm wondering about that I'm sure will be brought up within the next uh Few within this next hour or so that we're gonna be dealing with this. So, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm gonna wait and see to see what's going on, what see what's gonna happen. Um, I was surprised that the retirement announcement came. I would think that he would be uh, against doing this. Uh, and just being uh, and being just steadfast in his well in his way of thinking or his thought process in this. But uh I guess he figures for the best of what was left of the company or what could how he could make it a company, he probably he probably thought it was the best for business. So uh <laughs> we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah. Um
1: I agree with both of you gentlemen from my perspective uh i think the worst of it this is the worst that can happen in reference to you know well we need something done okay he's no longer with the company in that capacity of running it what else can you do nobody's going and doing lawsuits you can't because if he's got an active nda you kind of have to be able to talk about it to do the lawsuit so then you're in violation of the NDA so now if you don't have millions of dollars 12 million or whatever to uh pay me back or whatever the if whatever the penalty is it could be hundred million for violating the NDA uh <coughs> excuse me this is the best it's gonna get the pound of flesh that's it so the smartest play uh, from a vince perspective is to step down as the visual head of the company. Chairman is just a title. CEO is the title. He's he's grandfathered in as the founder and all this other stuff. <clears throat> but we all know where the power lies and the power lies in money. And as I said, he has majority share. He's in control of the company. Stephanie has majority share with him, control of the company. Linda is just there. Uh, but she still has majority shares control of the company trips majority shares control of the company Shane, majority shares control of the company and their kids so no matter what anybody else can do up against them the mcmahon family still runs wwe and they can't take the shares from that's his he owns it so vince is in power but not in power but i think this was the smartest play so that way he goes out on his own terms, you know, going the old uh, Frank Sinatra my way. Um, now, if he did some stuff, like I said, we'll hear about it and people are going to talk about it and bring it up. But that's the best he can do. He's like, well, bring it on now. Talk about me. Say what you're going to say. Do whatever. But guess what? <coughs> all those, excuse me, all those outlets that, you know, are reporting this Wall Street Journal and stuff. Now it's who's going to pay Vincent Kane McMahon the most to have the interview, new check, to cover the the money that I'm not making by paying myself to be the chairman, guaranteed money. You want to do a special about it? All right, then. You're going to have to pay (laughs) me for that. You know, know, he's not losing in any shape, manner, or form. The the losers, is Kevin Dunn, John Laurinaitis, or potentially – Kevin Dunn, John Laurinaitis is already lost. Uh, And and maybe um, Brother Love may not get any love (laughs) anymore if he has any play from the stories. But really, the worst part that I don't like is not so much the Vince thing. It's the fact that we had a whole movement. Me too. At the height of it, none of this came out. But now, once NXT changed, uh, Nick Khan was brought on board and allowed to make decisions like Bray Wyatt and things like that, um, that all of a sudden this sniper attack is happening about things that a whole movement in the entire world, we covered how many people were talking about this person said this. Shoot, Tessa Blanche is still on the list of continual Me Too's um and all that stuff a whole movement shows upon shows and, and tweets and this and that and people getting let go and all that
0: people Not to mention speaking out yo speaking out was one too yeah.
1: and nobody said anything about Vince. nobody but all of a sudden now time to make a change enough is enough and all of a sudden now Pew, pew, pew. They got him in the sights, and they're trying to take him out, and he's like, "I'm 77." Ping, ping, like Superman. Ping, 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 ping. I'll retire. George KG, <laughs> you got something
2: to say? When you said that, James said, "Speaking out." You said me too. You know what I thought about? We old enough, you know, we old enough. Think back to the early '90s. Remember Hall mm-hmm. Remember that segment he used to have? Things that make you go, hmm. Yep. It it, it doesn't, I I think, in logic. Everything I do, I think, in logic. This does not seem logical. We just had a whole movement where every bit of dirty laundry in the industry had got exposed. Why wasn't, and what was that, two years ago? That was pre COVID. That was
0: 2019.
1: Rest her soul. So if she wanted to say something, she could have. Paul London wasn't with the company, I don't think, or was he? I don't think he was a road agent. So if he wasn't with the company,
2: he could have said something. But you decide to say something now. She's not here so, to defend herself. She's so not here to cooperate
1: on the kind of lawyer girl could have said something. So it's interesting on how the end, Well, the, the hush money has run out. So they went ham, spent that money, did whatever he wanted to do. And now you broke again, street rich, and now you broke again. It's like, I got my tax money. I spent it on the TV. Now I got to pay rent. Dang. Should have made better life. And now, somebody roll up and do like, hey, man, I'll pay you a million just to go ahead and uh, kind of corroborate the story allegedly, but don't really say anything. But if your friend says something on your behalf, that's not violating the NDA because they didn't sign it. All right, then, check your cut. Magically, things come up.
2: Just out of nowhere.
1: Interesting things that make you go,
0: hmm. Mm.
1: So like I said, in my opinion, is Vince gone? No. But there is a couple topics or a couple scenarios or thought processes that I did want to pose to you guys. And the first one is the obvious one. Who's going to benefit <coughs> from the performance side of Vince being out? Now, we've talked about, you know, many times at some points, uh, especially the sumo has said, you know, Vince need to go. Vince need to go. Perry said it. You know, Vince need to go. Vince need to, We're here. Vince is gone. Um, but who would benefit? And there was a couple of people off the top of my head, and I'll let you guys throw out some names as well, that could potentially benefit from the situation of Triple H being the overseer now, uh, and possibly some of his NXT crew that got shunned when they went all nice and purdy in NXT and all colorful and crazy could benefit. And the first one, the biggest name, I would say, is Tommaso Ciampa. He could be potentially on the come-up very soon since he's on the main roster. Finn Balor, Triple H boy, uh, heavily sought after. He worked hard to get him, uh, could be on the come-up. Even though he's towards the tail end, technically, of his career, AJ Styles could finally get that uh impact tna run in wwe you know or something similar to that in my opinion in the very near future as a lot of people are injured matt riddle could get a little bit more shine uh and then there's one name that is kind of been a little interesting that may be the first one to get a transition uh we'll see how this plays out and that is I guess we'll say his current name, even though it's not really current anymore, but Max Dupree, a.k.a. maybe going back to L.A. Knight uh, as of next week. Since he has been, Max Dupree has been removed, uh, as we've seen right now, from the SmackDown uh, roster, and Maxine uh, Dupree is going to continue on with maximum male models and all that other stuff. So what does that leave Max Frey, LA United supposed to allegedly reappear, and then we'll see what things go from there. So that's just a couple names that you know jumped out at me as I was just thinking who could really benefit in the immediate. But wh- who do you guys think? Either one could go first or, or jump in. Me? Oh
0: yeah, yeah. I agree. Even though, even though he's already getting a push. Theory is going to be interesting to see where they, what they do with Theory being that he was the chosen one. Right. You know, being that he had all that influence through Vince. So we'll have to see what happens with him. Mad Cat Moss. Yeah. Is another interesting one because being that both he and Theory are pretty much Paul Heyman guys. Mm. I'm thinking that Paul Heyman might be bring might be brought back into creative at some point. Now, from what I read, they've got Bruce Prichard over Raw and SmackDown as well as being head of creative right now. Yeah. So, I'm thinking they bring back Paul Heyman in some aspect within creative so you're going to see a lot more of theory and madcap moss in the future i'm thinking
1: yep i agree with that now there's another name uh that I, I forgot to throw out and uh hopefully we get this one for sure reversed and that's uh gunther i would love for walter to uh come back um and do his thing like he used to do the ring General.
0: Um, now another thing, another thing that I think is going to end up happening is the widening of the forbidden door. I'm thinking Triple H being Talent Relations now may go ahead and reach out to like a New Japan. No, no he's gonna reach out or, to, Tony, uh, to Tony to Tony. Con- Tony, Tony Khan. Well, yeah, reach out to Tony Khan, but on the Ring of Honor side, not necessarily AEW. He's going to do both. You know why I say this? Because it's going to be on a sneak
1: tip. What better way to talent scout than to just go ahead and open the door? And guess what MJF can do? Be on a program. To build AEW a benefit from that, because he can come back and say, I was over there in New York. You saw me. You saw what I did. I beat so-and-so and and have go against Cody. I beat Cody in New York. And then he come back and say, uh, and cut whatever promo he wants. And then that's how he can lead into his title run as he beats CM Punk. So then we both been in New York for that one little event or whatever. And then anybody else, you know, because a lot of contracts are coming up. You know, you think uh, Triple H wouldn't want uh, the gun boys in WWE? (laughs) Come on now that legacy isn't getting the rub it needs to uh over there but wwe come on new dx come on now think about that that's the new age outlaw outlaws 2.0 so you already got two people out of that all you gotta do is figure out who you're gonna put in i put aj styles in uh as the Shawn michaels and then Finn Balor would just be overkill because then you know they'd be fighting on who would, the B person would be. Um, I, I shake things up and put Bobby Lashley in it. Who I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know, who, or maybe Randy? Well, no, because Randy Orton wouldn't fit would, right. Who else? Who, who, who would take the Triple H role
0: with the AJ Styles? Yeah, that's Sean. I don't know, but it would be lasting. I'm just trying to get some some color in there, man. I understand you trying. I
1: see. I know what you're trying to do, Lashley but you know, and that, this would be an opportunity for him to show that, showcase that side, just to you know to give another layer to uh, what he can do. And you know, from a build perspective, you know, you've got that same build, you know. Just let him have fun. Um, Maybe theory. He can still learn a lot from uh, AJ Styles in that role. That would be something for him to do. Maybe Pat McAfee. (laughs) For something to do. He's already wild and crazy, so he's jumping up on the tables. So now he's popping for his boys, you know? I don't know. We can we can talk about that and figure that out, but I think they would get the better of uh, on the other side. But I do want to point this out because well, I was th-
0: well, I thinking. Well, since you said that, I mean, I'm I was thinking more so, not necessarily WWE AEW right away. No, I figured they'll kind of ease into it more like NXT versus Ring of Honor. Build up to build up to that because, like you said, like they well, like they were saying, they're going to be filtering people in and out of Ring of Honor from the AEW roster anyway, right? So why not have started out with NXT versus uh, NXT versus the Ring of Honor, yeah, and see what they and see what that gets you, and then bring and then build that up into the main rosters to see what happens, you know, start off slow.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that too. I'll just jump right in. I'm like, God, like for me, I'm just thinking of what way can, because AEW needs MJF because uh, still he is that guy that, you know, just makes you want to tune in to see what he's going to do from his extreme perspective and what could build him even more as a heel to set them up uh, to you know, go to the next level and pay-per-view them. Not so much the free pay-per-view, but pay-per-view them itself. You know, to get that at the, the buys and all that would be if he was to go over there, you know, get the uh, get the push there and then come back and work it that way. But that's just on a, the lofty scale. KG, what's your thoughts? We we already know what you've asked for, what you pitch. Worlds collide, so
2: getting closer and closer. Well, uh, <laughs> you said who would this benefit? Mm. The benefit, you said, Champa. I don't think I, I did. I know Champa never wanted to go and say, you know, to Raw. Period. He didn't want to go to Raw or Smackdown. He wanted to stay NXT. You moving him now, and then you know, I, I don't know. This not. I don't think that benefits him. Hopefully, he goes back, but. Uh Jesus Christ. Um <laughs> oh shoot. But maybe we will get that forbidden door. Maybe yeah. just maybe we'll get that. And if we get the forbidden door, it can't be I I you say NXT versus Ring of Honor, I say NXT versus Impact. Yeah, that could be
1: something too. So NXT versus are,
2: AAA, you know, something like that.
1: I hope these are, are Twitter handles because that'd be kind of interesting or something like that. No, nope, this whatever. is all like, off of Twitch. Yeah, no, I'm saying or, or, uh Twitch handles, uh, I guess, but you know, Nagasaki and Hiroshima, if you pr- uh, pronounce that correctly. Uh, uh, you know, happy birthday and all that stuff. So, um, So here's uh, something that came from uh, a tweet from Dewey Foley. Uh, He said, changes I hope get implemented in WWE. Talent and employees feel 100% safe and comfortable going up the flagpole with any and all concerns, pitches, uh, etc. Future signees aren't based solely off of look. Uh, The more variety, the better and long-term pitches get taken seriously and are executed. Now, remember uh, Dewey, uh, he could still be with WWE, but he's done some work uh, out there in Stanford as well as uh, some uh, stints in creative. So it's not like he's just tweeting out without having some insider knowledge um, of the business on a New York standpoint. So uh, that was just something I thought that was kind of interesting from uh, the inside out on uh, what he was looking for. So, let's talk about uh, what this also means for the wrestling industry itself. WWE is coming up with, uh, eventually, TV 14. Um, so, that's going to change the game. But now, with Vince not being the funnel, does that mean we're going to get more interesting extreme because you know if there's no vince to, the 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 cone it in to say nah we don't need to go all super attitude there too fast or you know we we have this relationship with usa and we can't say this for so much you know to really navigate uh the nuances to keep it where it needs to be what does this mean for the wwe and then also what does this mean for what everybody else has to produce because the WWE is now reinventing itself again in essence. We could get an AEWS WWE in six months. So what does that mean AEW needs to do for their product and Ring of Honor? What does that mean Impact has to do uh, to change their product? Because you know litmus test is New York because they've done it for so long. So uh, James, what's your thoughts on the ripple effect that this can have uh, throughout the wrestling world
0: Even overseas I don't think it's going to affect overseas so much I don't think it's going to affect Japan and Europe and whatnot uh, it, Immediately I really don't think it's going to affect Anything domestically Really I'm, it's, it's probably going to be more of a Monkey see monkey do situation They're going to wait they're going to continue to do everybody's going to continue doing what they've been doing and they're going to wait it's on, they're going to wait and see with wwe as to how everything is going to fan out with uh, the, all these changes and whatnot especially with the tv 14 because how far are they going to push that envelope you know how far how, how much of, are they going to try to go back to attitude era are they going to go back to try to do bring it bring back ruthless aggression you know what? How how are they going to do that, and what are they going to do? So, I don't like I said. I don't until they do this TV fourteen thing, and they go ahead and pull the trigger on it. I don't think it, everybody's just going to wait and see basis, and see what happens, and <laughs> then they're going to figure out what they're going to end up doing. I mean, you already got AEW biting off of. WWE, as far as storyline is concerned, this Ari Davari and the uh, Truth Busters situation ain't nothing but the Cameron Grimes gimmick. Yep. You know? So, I mean, the, the rap battle, you know? Saw that between the Usos all that, and the Usos. All, was, was, all, was, was, all that was was the Usos and uh, New Day. Or
1: John
0: Cena. Who did John Cena go up against when he did
1: his rap battle?
2: Uh, with a Kurt Angle, yeah, Damien Sandow, he, he he did Sandow too. Yep, but I will say, so, I mean,
0: <laughs> Max Castor is a gem. I well I'm wondering who wrote. Who, okay, we going, off, oh, on wrote, we're going off on a tangent. Going off on a tangent, people. With the, with the uh, who the wrote? Guy. Who wrote for Austin Gunn? Max Castro. because he started. Cause he started off like fire. I mean, he came off like I was like, "Oh, I don't know if he'll be able to come back from that." And that second round that uh, Castor did was real weak. But then he came back at the end, no, no, changed the, the flow run. of everything. It was the
1: first round. That's how I know it had to be Max Castor because it was, you know, it was like, "This is
0: going to be probably scripted." So yeah, it is. is, is was, it was. It was, one was one totally one, scripted. One I mean, rebuttal. You, yeah, you had yeah, you and Austin, yeah, Austin coming out hard first. Yep. Casuality. Then you had Max come come back to him kind of weak. And then, then he uh, got weak, Austin, then Max got weaker on the second one, but then came back at the end. Yeah, you and know Spencer had two
1: two actual opportunities back to so back. to where he just devastated right. him. And then, you know, uh, uh uh you went from him trying to start to do the last rap. But yet he's fumbling on his words. So like, yeah, Max Castor had to have uh, given him uh, the keys to the kingdom, or well, hey, let me help you out with this, son. So, but I mean, it was entertaining. I watched it like four times already. G- KG, did you get your? Yeah, it hits? was
0: entertaining. was. I It was. It was very good. It was very good.
1: Yeah, it was, nice yeah, it was pretty fun. So you don't think you don't have an issue, uh, uh, James? Out. Overseas, but what about at the states?
0: Well, that's
1: what I was saying. What about? It's going to be have any issue with uh, Impact or you know a GCW or
0: MLW anything like that? Yeah, I don't see it get. I don't see it getting the dml I don't don't see it getting that low into the independents. I was like I said, it would mostly if it changes anybody, it's going to be AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact. I don't see I don't see GCW or MLW having have being affected by it because they're not there yet to be they they won't, they're not there to be affected by it yet. Now, as far as AW Ring of Honor and um, Impact, they're gonna wait and see what happens with the TV fourteen with the changes in uh, the executives. Uh, in, in WWE, see what happens with the storylines, and then make a decision as to how they need to switch up or what they need to do to make themselves different or stand out against them. Because right now, they're still in WWE as they have been with Vince. Nothing's changed. True. So they need time. They, they they're just going to give them time to say okay. Let's see what it really let's see what happens. Let's see who they start building on. Let's see who they want to put titles on. Let's see who they focus on with their storylines and how they build these storylines. And then we can see who we need to deal with yeah. and how Summer we need Slam. to counteract. SummerSlam
1: is at, at this moment still advertised as TV 14. Uh KG, before I join you in. TV 14 may still sound juvenile, but take a moment and look at what's on TV uh, at 8 p.m., 7 p.m., or most of the common, well, shoot, just USA itself, but, you know, a lot of the common networks. That's TV 14 viewing time and maybe 9 p.m. You know, we're still showing your law and orders. We're still showing stuff with, you know, some heavy tone content. And those still, you know, coming off of the the cartoon and light, happy, you know, time of day. Uh, So TV. Attitude era was
0: TV 14.
1: Yeah. It gives a lot of leeway in this time because attitude era, they went TV 14, but it was still too far where they was going at TV 14. Now, all that is okay. We talked off air uh, about, uh, you know, the Paul Rubens thing where I just got finished seeing that he was on the Wheel of Fortune. You know, many moons ago, he couldn't even get close to a wheel, let alone the Wheel of Fortune and, and pass a Jack. You know what I'm saying? So just imagine the shift and how what's acceptable on television. Now you're giving the WWE the opportunity to go wherever they want to in storylines. And if I was uh, Tony Khan or if I was, you know, Impact or anybody else, I would be a little scared because now they don't have the shackles anymore of being cartoony as uh some people said or just kid friendly now they can go in if they choose to go in now and kg you can chime in on this effective in a second now imagine if bray wyatt comes back where his ideas can go because he may be allowed to use them
2: kg go i'm gonna say this the Attitude Era was ahead of its time. And I get that. There is no TV 14 now. You you, you think about it. Hell, TV 14 for the BET Awards is Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B doing WAP on stage. Pretty much dry humping and having sex on stage. So <laughs> that's and that's I think that's TV MA. And Law and Order is shown from sun up to sun down. Uh, at least three times a week, especially Saturday, because once we finish here, I'm going to watch my Lone Order Marathon, get my fix for the week. But even if they do go TV 14, you still have to think about what you have and the product that you're putting out. You can't go too racy. This society is too sensitive for another attitude. Error. Think about the things that we got away with. DX wearing blackface. When they were mocking the nation, mm, mm, mm. the Rock. Yeah, i feel mad about table. that though. That was that was messed up. Funny, but messed up. Exactly. The Rock, uh, when he he was telling um, uh, who I forget who he said he said he's gonna put him through the table, and he said he's gonna put him through the Asian announced table. Ching, tong, ming, you can't get away with that now.
1: <laughs> well, or said that Kevin Kelly called him
2: Hermie, and all that stuff. Man. <laughs> you're not going to have a performer like a Chris Jericho telling Stephanie McMahon, she's a trash bag hoe. You're not going to have these things. You can go TV 14 all you want. It's not going to be the same. You're you're, going to water down the product because you're trying to be something that you're not. Society is too sensitive. You can't call nobody Hermie. You can't call him the F word. You can't say uh, uh, any kind of slur because you say anything towards the LBGTQ community, that's it. Everything's done. Your funding's done. You can say the N-word all you want, but you say anything towards them, done. Absolutely done. And it's been proven. That and the Holocaust. Holocaust. How how TV14 can you go?
1: Two sections right there. Because Truth be told, 90% of Hollywood is run by those two categories right there. LGBT so t-
2: plus 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 and uh the Jewish community. How, to, how, how far to T TV 14 can you go? And now, in and good faith to make it a good, good product. product. There's
1: still a lot of opportunity if you do it correctly. Um you can you can cross some lines like The Rock, he can still come in and TV 14 at the death. Why? Because he's Dwayne Johnson. So yeah, what well, has different though? But I'm just saying, like in certain situations, he's gonna be the rock. He's gonna do what the rock does. Does even Stone Cold canal on television, drink the beer, stun drink the beer? Um,
2: yeah. And throw the finger up, absolutely. Forget that. Do that now. But remember, think about we, we this. We we think about this during the ruthless aggression era. I don't know if y'all remember. I can't remember the the, the, the performer. He was uh he's supposed to be. Asian, he had an Asian wife. She used to wear the kabuki makeup all white. And he he, John Cena did a freestyle, and he told her when he one night with him, and that ain't gonna be the only thing white she got on her face. (laughs) After that, well, we're gonna go TV PG immediately. (laughs) And this is when Cena was eating people alive on the mic with with just quips, man, and, and lines, but you can't recreate as bad as I would love for it to happen. You can't recreate the attitude there. You can't recreate ruthless aggression. You have to evolve. You got to well, read the room. There, and is If you don't room, read the room,
1: it's called a disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. let me ask you a question.
2: Is, oh, hold on, hold on. on. So oh, media sucks. Hold on. Let me ask you a question and James you can you're gonna test for this because we have this conversation at least three times every show twice a month they used to put a disclaimer at the end at the beginning of every the beginning the middle and the end of every WWE show don't try this at home Don how many times did we rock bottom somebody on the mat down the ESPN zone how many times is somebody put in a sleeper hole? Oh, How many right. times have you surprised. said you picked James up and slammed him and James said, no, nah, that didn't happen? Disclaimers don't mean a damn thing. Because no, yes if you going to do what you're going to do. When, I, when you know, I bust
1: you upside the head, <laughs> that don't mean you could go sue WWE and win. It's like, fool, didn't we tell you not to try it at home? Did you see that disclaimer? Yeah. Under oath? Yes. Well, can't sue us then. That's the purpose of the disclaimer.
2: That's like so the little boy that got...
1: Hey, this next segment or, you know, the, ro- the war zone hour, um, if they still want to call it that, is, um, you know, whatever, however you want to word it in legalese. But as long as it's there, just like, you know, that one person that somehow magically was able to uh, uh, win the lawsuit because um, back then uh, was it uh, autopilot or, or, or what do you call it in the car, a cruise control? it did not say in the manual that if you put it in cruise control you can not get away and walk away from, you know, the vehicle. It's a cruise control. So somebody in an RV put it in cruise control and got up and then wondered why they crashed, but they sued because it wasn't in the manual that, you know, by putting it in cruise control, you you can't you have the ability to get up and walk around your RV. Or the person that sued because um mcdonald's coffee was hot common sense it's hot coffee but because somewhere there wasn't a disclaimer saying that this is hot coffee be careful i burnt my mouth i'm gonna sue oh we know the old-fashioned you know especially from friday my neck and my back if you and you remember i've yelled about this many times especially the ukg if you see something wet on the floor if nothing else you yell caution wet floor Caution, wet floor. Caution, wet floor. Because if somebody slips, before you get that sign out, everybody heard me say caution, wet floor. Cover. That's the purpose
2: of the disclaimer. I'm going to say this, and I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at this. There's no way in four hills WWE can go TV 14 and this works out and becomes anything resembling. It's It's like a boxer that's punch drunk. And it's the ninth round and, you know, perfect example. When Joe Lewis came out of retirement because he was having money issues, he put together a string of wins. He fought Rocky Marciano. And Rocky Marciano did not want to punish him, but Rocky punished him because it was his job to. That's what it's going to look like. And we're going to be the ones, we're going to be the Sugar Ray Robinson.
1: But but think about it. All I got to do is match the same level of content that uh, AEW's doing. Right, James? AEW's already doing it.
2: mm Staggering around, punch drunk. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be terrible. And we're going to be the Sugar Ray Robinsons, telling them, you're still great. You're still great putting their shoes on, trying to help them out of the stadium because we know it's over, but we don't want to admit it's over. But that's the network. If it's okay for TNT, what do you think MJF's going
1: to say? in the WWE, and under look, PG. Look, look at what, look at Gosh, what- Golly guys, <laughs> I know that y'all really hate me and I
2: think yeah. you guys are just a bunch of dog water doing Fortnite dances. No, but know, look that. at Look at what, look at what WWE has to deal with. WWE has to deal with Fox. They have to deal with Peacock. Peacock went through and filtered out all of the stuff from the, from the attitude there. Fox yeah. has put in so much money that's what they have to deal with. They, but it's Fox not going to work. Fox wants their return on the
1: investment. Fox wants this. Because you can see the difference in how much leeway Fox has over or SmackDown has over uh, Raw. Fox wants this. They're in.
2: They're yeah, what about Peacock? Because in my opinion, they should have never did the deal with Peacock in the first place. Because the WWE for, Network was great. Because all Peacock has
1: to do is when you transition over, they put the disclaimer. They can put the content back now because the WWE product is that way. Peacock can't be, you can't have it on both ends of the coin. You're going you're gonna, to, uh, uh, you know, segment what you want to show on WWE side, but I can go ahead and watch somebody get murdered on the movies that I want to choose. You know, sexual content is in the movie, cursing's in the movie. So wait a minute, y'all didn't take that out of the movies, you know, that I can watch on Peacock. Why are you taking it out of WWE content from 10 years ago?
0: Plus, that's probably going to change. That's probably going to change when it comes to still P- your Peacock point, because think about it. Disney Plus is this now offering R, rated R movies. They just added both of that the Deadpool, Deadpool movies. And and what was the other one? Logan. It was, it was Logan.
1: Even though it's rated R, I just cried in that one. But Deadpool was a big deal. I'm going to give it to yeah. you. The best example, and this is how I know it's possible. Oh gosh, I don't even know how long it's been now. Well over 10 years ago. Well, well, almost 20 years, whatever it is. When uh Halo came out on the Xbox, it was rated mature. Halo. There's no blood in it. You're shooting aliens. The worst word in Halo at that point was devil. That was it. But because the ESRB, the Entertainment Software Rating Board, was all literally grandmothers, they looked at the case, saw the Spartan, you know, with all the super, you know, futuristic armor, saw his hand pistol, and said, That looks like a gun, mature. Stuck with it until Halo 5 came out. So that's almost 10 to 15 years later. And then the world had changed. And they were able to go back to ESRB and say, this is Master Chief. Everybody knows what's in the content of the game. Show me maturing this. They're like, yeah, you're right. Uh, It's rated T. You're good. And then it changed. Same thing with what we just said. PG, because that's what the world was allowed to handle with WWE and all that stuff. Coming off of Attitude, how far they went. Now we got to pull the reins in. PG is what we want, say, is, says USA. Fox wasn't really a player at that high level. Okay, fine, we'll give it to you. Now, the way the world is changing, the way the content is, what they show in their networks, what the advertisers are cool with advertising with, because the more people watching the show, we know that WWE has the influence to say, well, if they're cool with WWE and advertising on their product, then maybe I should support them. Now we're, okay, y'all are cool again. Go ahead and do what you want to do.
2: They did the same off. thing to Gears of War. Gears of War was rated uh no, no, Gears,
1: no. Gears was rated properly.
2: What was the roughest thing in Gears of War? The blood.
1: The the uh the the, the chainsaw thing, even though it's aliens, you know, Gears was rougher than what Halo Gears, is. Halo was you, blank. You could
2: turn that off.
1: Gears is you know spicy. Uh, I know it may not seem a lot, but and what they were reviewing at that point, but literally, that's no exaggeration. Halo because of grandmas was mature for four versions plus the Halo Wars and everything else because, you know, grandmas thought that one gun was (laughs) (laughs) I can't find that to save my life. (laughs) So, unless you looking in the military. But we'll move on to the next thing. Is it smart for the WWE to have Nick Khan in co chairing role and a co-chairing role with Stephanie? Or would it be better to just let Stephanie do it on her own?
2: i will let you take this one first, Sumo. Well, I want to hear what you got to say.
1: Because she didn't want to pull back and do more stuff with the kids. What do you I mean, it could go either way, but does Nick Khan need that much power?
0: It's a Vince Power move. I think I think Nick Khan is actually the voice of God in this per in this situation. I Vince, Vince Nick Khan is going to be the one who's going to carry out Vince's directives and bring them to the forefront. Not not, not as much Stephanie because I think Stephanie is going is going to have more of an agenda with Triple H. The coalition. As they as they had it back in the day with uh I just saw I just saw a, a video on YouTube the coalition was uh, her Triple H Big Show and uh, uh and Shane yeah so I think it's gonna be more so that. Know with between her and Stephanie. It's gonna be Nick, it's gonna end up Nick Khan versus Stephanie and Triple H in the end. Because I'm still thinking that this is all Nick Khan. This is, this is all Nick Khan's doing. This whole thing started his, with Nick Khan. But what's his nobody knew who Nick Khan was until he started until all this crap started. But who had to sign off on it it's Vince? Yeah. Now, but now you've given Nick Khan that power, so he's gonna be like he's gonna he's gonna be collecting calls all day. Hey, listen, pal, this is what I want. This is what I want you to go to the to uh, Stephanie and Triple H with, you know, try to push this, this, try to push this agenda or push this issue or push this. So yeah, he's gonna be the voice of Vince. I uh,
2: see, so. Of course I am. Let me tell you something. I don't know. I maybe y'all don't feel this way, but it's like I'm looking at Nick Khan with the side eye. It looked like you just you know, it seemed like his timing's a little too perfect. His time has arrived a little too quickly, and he's getting a little too much power at once. That's time. my point. That's yeah. my point. Yeah, but but now you 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 know, if this is a movie, you see the you see the swerve coming already. You think he doing everything for the company and all of a sudden, yeah, you was getting straight jacked by Khan Industries. Now I own 75% of your company. You have nothing. I run WWE now. It's like a hostile takeover without even being hostile. You know, Nick Khan, I don't I don't know the dude personally. But in the wrestling world, it seems like he's shaking your hand, giving you, you know, pat on the back and everything while he's reaching in your pocket and stealing your wallet.
1: But well, nobody really has said anything bad about Nick Connor It's kind of different from uh, what I've been reading from a superstar perspective. Nobody's really, you know, said anything bad about him.
2: Let me ask you this.
1: Not like he's. going bro- don't really bro- deal with bro- him like that, though. Bro- 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 I mean, I don't know how much he's actually
2: in location at the at the events. Or is he just, you know, running things from Stanford? But let me ask you this. Since Nick Khan came aboard, how, how long has it been? Two years it's now since he came aboard? Knows Nick Khan real well. well hold on. How, how long has it been? Two years since he came aboard? He came aboard during COVID, uh, right? No, I think
1: he was there. Let's say four.
2: Okay, let's say four.
1: Because uh, he was in place during uh, the Thunderdome era. Okay. He helped do some negotiation with that and Peacock. He was instrumental now, in the Peacock situation. Now uh, look. How much money
2: they got paid. So, you know. Think about this. Just just pull my coat and follow me on this one. Think about this. He was this little peon that was just helping do little things during the company. All of a sudden, he started getting more influence, more influence, more influence. Now, he's the big dog. He didn't kind of leapfrog daddy's little girl who nobody thought would be able to leapfrog. Shane's got heat backstage because he's supposed to be in charge of something. He got people going against him because... For what reason? It's Only reason I can think before. they can go to Nick Khan and say, Nick, we don't want to do this. And you know, Shane's trying to get us to do it. Well, you ain't got to do it. Basically, you're causing division. If you remember Triple H's rise through the ranks, what was he doing? He was kissing Vince's ass. I love the way you run the company. His nose so far, Vince's ass, and Vince stopped abruptly. His nose would have broke off in Vince's ass. That's a lot of breaking. Yeah, that's a lot of breaking. You had Killy. Uh... <laughs> 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 my, my point is, it just don't seem feasible. It don't seem right.
1: It don't seem that that this dude got
2: all his power over the kids. But here's the
1: thing: it don't seem that way without, in my opinion, one of the kids' help. Too much Mm-mm-mm. of insider knowledge that only a certain cell would know. But guess what?
2: If I had to. Put my money down. A bet man would say, "Shame." No, I wouldn't no. even say one of the kids. It's Vince. I would say it's Vince. Yeah, he he didn't got into it's Vince. Vince.
0: And no, Vince
2: was Vince
0: was priming him for position. Nick Khan is supposed to be the one who's taking over, and now that he's been chosen as a co CEO, Stephanie ain't gonna be there for so long. And Nick Conn is going to end up taking over as full CEO at some point. Even if he do,
1: he still has to answer the the McMahons. And when Vince passes, well, his shares go, I'm assuming, to uh, Shane. I'm sorry, not Shane, uh, to Linda. And then Linda will disseminate it when she passes to the two. So either way, they're still running the company. No matter who the figurehead is making the decisions, they have control interest on a decision. I don't know. It's still early to speculate. But then we still way. haven't.
0: We still we still haven't looked at the another outcome though. What's that? WWE could still be sold. And you already got somebody who's a front runner who's already showed interest in buying WWE. That person being Dwayne Johnson. So, where would that put the people if that happened? It'd be a lateral move because they're all cool.
1: The only, the only thing that Dwayne would probably do would be push out Nick Khan. So if I was Khan, that wouldn't be good security for me, knowing that Vince Family Heavy is in like that. And he knows he can't compete with The Rock. Or he can't compete with Stone Cold. If The Rock and Stone Cold got together and said, we're going to buy WWE, Khan is out.
2: No, no you know
1: how they would happen. They probably put that on Randy on the chart. <laughs>
0: doesn't
2: doesn't uh, Tony Khan come from money? Tony Khan, yes. Nick Khan. I'm right. sorry, Nick Khan come. Nick Khan comes from money, doesn't he? I have no idea. Okay, you don't. know We don't know his background for sure. But think about this. Well, I don't know if he's related to Shad Khan. Okay. Uh, allegedly, think about this. what this. saying? Allegedly, they're not. Allegedly, right. they're not related. But think about this. Two things. If you found out they were related, how? Fuck up. Make this years years years. situation. <laughs> That's not that one. Would, that would go back to what
0: I said a few about a month ago. The powers that be. He comes out. Tony Khan comes out in the cape and pulls the hood back. It's like it was me.
2: It was me all along. Exactly. Everybody. <laughs> now, now think about this. If Nick Khan, let's just say Nick Khan does come from money, right? Do you remember when Dixie Carter bought TNA? From under uh, Jerry Jerry and Jeff Jarrett, mm-hmm. how did she do it? Her parents created a company that she put money into, but they put up the principal money and bought it. Yeah. So she got mo- she had money from her parents to buy TNA, and she destroyed it. But she took and she bought TNA off of Jeff Jarrett. Why? Because her parents paid for it. What if Nick Khan pulls the same damn move? Here we are, what, right. twelve years later? Oh, as long as that his money,
1: touches, as long as his money touches oil, he's good. <laughs> as his call. as long as his money touches oil, <laughs> it's God's his the limit.
2: His money <laughs> can touch oil. Tony he got long oil. money there. But...
1: And that's Tony and Shad, but um, let me ask y'all, we got two more topics. Let me ask you all this. We know Vince is probably arguably in the industry one of, well, not one of, the number one workaholic. That man. 22 to 23 hours straight of just working, thinking, meetings, planning, whatever, as a chairman and CEO. What the heck is he going to do now? That's a lot of time. Now you have nothing to do. Allegedly. He's going to start a, a podcast. podcast with Conrad Thompson. Oh, God. Now I did think about that. Like, <laughs> who would listen to the Vince podcast covering How many years of WWE? No, no, it probably with Pat. He probably do with Pat. I can see that now with Pat McAfee? And and he would probably Pat would probably uh, retire from his show because the Vince show would quadruple how much money he would make.
2: No, no. Oh, he got a Conrad. Thompson does the show with everybody. I'm trying. I'm no, surprised Conrad Conrad Thompson, Thompson has like
0: 15 shows right now, Conrad and, and he's and one-on-one. he's host on half of them. When was
1: name so, yeah. of uh, Conrad show Vince was on? An interview, Vincent Kennedy, that wasn't revolving around him defending, you know, WWE practices B- via a lawsuit. When was he on a, a, a open interview? Pat was the only one of recent, for real. Conrad doesn't have that stroke. Can't get him. Vince will be mad because, oh, you're going to talk to him. You're going to be on the show with this person and this person and this person. And then, you know, you're going to come to me after that. Why am I not first? You No. Know, nah. Conrad can't take that smoke. But Pat, they had a good relationship. It was a good interview. Pat says, hey, you know what, guys? I love doing this. I'm about to retire. I'm going to do this one with Vince. Quadruple the money. Sky's the limit. They will pay out the wazoo for that podcast.
2: Period. Plus, that would, that would that keep one. that would keep that would keep the show
1: in house too. Oh yeah, I would get serious XM for that one for real. <laughs> you don't have serious XM? subscribe, huh? You don't have serious XM? Because I don't listen to the radio like that that much. I do need. I'm not in the car that much to so need it
2: understand so,
1: you know i'm i'm, I'm, I'm on the road my, all,
2: all the damn time so yeah, so you know
1: by the time i get it. in the car get out of the car my my, my commute is 20, 20 minutes and you know shoot I, i'm good uh,
2: <laughs> and, and <then> <laughs> last we, time i had a 20- minute commute shoot i worked uh, down the street from, um, james's boy uh uh oh shoot
1: uh, uh jim Cornette, just to hear a couple clips of what that fool talking about
0: and mm-hmm. I can't wait. I can't, I mean, I'm on I'm not listening to him. I'm not on, I'm not on his Patreon, so I don't get to hear it as it comes out, but I can't wait to hear all the stuff going on with him through Jim Cornette about you know, I think he's WWE, I think about Flair's last opinion. match and the whole thing. I'm ooh, I can't I think, wait. I think, I think Cornette's gonna have the
1: same opinion that we had. Um, And that's that, you know, it's just interesting on how this timing just happens now versus when all the stuff that could have been talked about during the right movements was never said. Just too interesting. But let me ask you the last question of the night. And then after this, we definitely got to wrap it up because you can't top this one. There's nothing nowhere else that you can go other than this. And I'm taking my time because I want you all to clear your brains to be able to answer this question. We'll give it two years time, maybe, 12 months possibly, a year from this WrestleMania, Vince in the Hall of Fame
0: as the headline. No. Not at all. What? Come on now. Not not saying that it shouldn't happen. Come on now. He's not going to allow it to happen, Vince. Yeah, I
1: don't, I, I, he he, I don't think he wants said, that to happen. What he said his last televised appearance is it what he would rat? How he wanted to go out. He did that as a knee jerk to just get something out there. Stephanie, you know, leading a chant, you know, because the fans were already there before her. So you know, thank you, Vince. That's not he, how he would want his legacy to go out. I think, because remember, the, the Hall of Fame isn't about the accolade. It's about money. And if the venue is big enough for WrestleMania, and there's another venue almost as big, Vince could sell out a football stadium for just the Hall of Fame and his speech. Guaranteed. Imagine the payday. For just the Hall of Fame. One night. Vincent McMahon, headliner. Mm. And then you just, I mean, you know, Undertaker's already in, so I don't know. I can't, I'm trying to brainstorm. Who else could go? Paul Heyman on the screen. Crispin Wall. No, that's never happening. I'd say Vince, Heyman. Um, what female? Why is that never happening? We're talking about wrestling accomplishments. Why is that not happening? Because they can't separate the two. You know that. But Vince but you, isn't on Vince is on the 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 that side of
2: the coin. No, corn. but but the thing is, you say you can't separate the two, but people running around here they separate R. Kelly from Robert all day long, but you can't separate oh, Chris man. Benoit from the person from the wrestler. Come on, stop it.
1: We can't separate R. Kelly from Robert and who the heck really is in the closet. We can't. Those are three things we can't figure out yet. <laughs> That's my Robert. He ain't do nothing wrong. With <laughs>
2: So say one, he said Mister to say two. Be while he's alive. Oh, uh, see, that's that now. That's a, uh, that's a fear that I have. That's a fear, and I, I hate thinking like this. But like I said, I think in logic. When you take away something so important from somebody, sometimes that alone is enough to kill him. I mean. I hate to bring it up. Think about the whole thing that happened at Penn State, right? Joe Paterno said he had no knowledge of any of that. Nobody ever came to him with it. They made him step down. Two weeks after he stepped down, he was gone. And I said it then. I said, you took football away from Joe Pa. It's not going to be long now. Two weeks later, he was gone. Yeah, cool. Is Vince is going to be
1: working out at two a.m. if he's not doing a purpose?
2: And that's the that's the fear that I have. You've taken something away from him that he's built. You've taken his creation away from him. And my thing is, it's a mole somewhere that's releasing all this these breadcrumbs. Who is it? And I wouldn't be surprised if it's Tony Khan. Me. Yeah. I am mean, to sorry, Tony. I'm I'm sorry. You think I'm Vince sorry, go Tony? Go. <laughs> That'd be funny. Hey. But you know, know what? what? He's not the
1: chairman. Why can't he show up? Just say be it in again and walk into dynamite taping.
2: Say if it again. In,
0: why not?
1: Say it again. Come on now. The one thing uh Eric Bischoff said he wish he would have did was open that uh um parking bay. Uh, door when DX was there. Can you imagine if DX would have drove in on Ted Turner's network and showed up
2: in the ring? What did we always want back then? DX versus no, 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 NWO. No, no. You,
0: you know what? You know when it's gonna happen. Like I said, all this MJF stuff, all it is is the <laughs> sum of pump. This all it is, is the sum of pump. In ROH, right before he right before he went to WWE. What did he do? He signed his WWE contract on the Ring of Honor World Championship. I see MJF doing the same thing. He gets in the ring, he gives his speech, he pulls the contract out. He's already got the the, uh, A.W. championship. He signs the contract. And right before he gets ready to leave the ring, Vince comes out on stage. He walks down the aisle. He greets Vince. They shake hands, maybe hug, and then they walk off into the sunset together. uh, And that's the last you see of MJF and A.W. Nothing that we've seen says Vince can't be a
1: character. Nothing that we've seen says that Vince can't be an employee
0: as a superstar. You just
1: and he ain't chairman. got to say not
0: one word. He just can't be chairman. Oh, I'm so sure he's on the contract to, as, to as a, it says. I'm still, he's series. got like a Legends contract or something. If they want to test the
1: waters. All I got to do is bring back uh, Alberto Del Rio. If there's fallout from that, then no, uh, we still got more time. But if the crowd is popping and marking for Alberto, Vince smooth sailing right back in. Paige may not come back, but Vince smooth sailing right back in. I think you'll be Hall of Fame bound in the next two years because it's all about money. Huge paycheck, not for Vince. Just for the company. They'll need it. Three appearances. Both WrestleMania nights and Monday Night Raw. Hall of Fame. Everybody will be there. And I, I I'd even do it. Everybody's been begging for it to happen. Put in Wembley Stadium. <laughs> or something like that. You know, it's overseas. What you gonna say then? You know, he's gonna sell out of stadium. Just to watch him walk out the no chance one more time. Just to watch Stone Cold Steve Austin stun him one more time.
0: No, we don't need any more stunners on Vince McMahon. It has to happen. No, no,
2: no. That does not need to happen. I can hear Jr. now. By God, he killed him. He
1: killed him. Who else would be there? Of
2: course. You have to have Jr. there too.
1: Everybody would be there. Even Tony Khan would be there. Just out of respect
2: for the business,
1: everybody, you know
2: what? But see, the thing, that right that there that would be awesome. You know, you got Tony Khan there, you got uh, uh everybody there from uh, you know, MLW, uh, MCW. Shoot, you got everybody from every wrestling faction around the world there to watch Vince go to the hall of fame, and it's not. A money grab. It's a mutual admiration.
1: Yeah, give, give him his flowers for what he done for creating what allowed them to create what they created. Period. So I say yes. Y'all say no. We'll see what happens. Like I said, everything is too early to talk about right now. We're, we're future speaking, but it's inevitable because that's a lot of money. Pay per view, proper pay per view not on Peacock proper pay-per-view they'll be paying $60 for that in droves they'll probably have it in movie theaters guaranteed if done right like I said Heyman and, and and Vince are the two big names and you can just start throwing anybody else in there but those are the two I would put in, in the same class and that's just out of respect uh for Paul Heyman because, you know, to go in and a class with Vince McMahon, that's about right. Period. But That's it. Okay. Good show, fellas. I felt as though, you know, if we had to dedicate one to the genetic jackhammer. Considering that, the jackhammer's what got him in trouble, ironically.
2: Yes, KG. Quick question before, before we leave. leave. Since Vince paying out all this money, oh, are we going to pay for ideas He's no longer that the they chairman. stole from us? He's not responsible for those things. He's no longer the chairman. Because <laughs> James, you owe a couple of checks. Don's owed a couple of checks. Hell, AEW owes, owes me a couple of checks. I have a motto. My motto is pay me or pay the Undertaker, which one you want to do. And I don't mean Mark Callis. I'm about to say, because technically, they've already paid the Undertaker. I I, no, I mean... Pay me a pay the damn funeral home. Who you want to pay with?
1: Technically, they already paid the funeral home. <laughs> the Pringle can talk about that.
2: I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
1: Oh man.
2: So take us home, fellas. Shoot.
1: No chance in hell you're going to diversify your bonds.
0: Can eat you while
1: bitches. Wait, James, I just did a Vincism
0: and combined it with that. You could do a Vincism and we're like, nah. I did my Vencism earlier. You stole it. You, you can just be, stole fire.
1: it. Can you or something?
0: Really? No. No.
2: Mm, you're fired. <laughs> thank you. Th- thank you, everybody for joining us listening. Uh <laughs> we'll be back on Facebook and uh Facebook and and and, and everything else next week, but, uh, you know, I'll recover from my terrible awful. So until next week.